Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Money with Katie podcast. I have what I like to call Kappa party girl voice right now because I got back from Mexico on Monday evening after a long weekend of scream singing the um, A Star is Born soundtrack and other Gaga hits with my friends. So please ignore my raspy raisin voice. <laughs> But you know what? Sometimes you just, you got to record, you got to get something out there. And today's episode was 100% one of those things. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest today. Her name is Eliana Goldstein. As with most of the relationships I've made in this personal finance professional development space, I met her on Instagram. She reached out and I just really connected with her right away. She was really cool. We ended up setting up a call to chat And I was really impressed with her because I will tell you, and as I explain a little bit in this interview, I get asked a lot for career advice, which makes sense, right? Because I'm talking about income, I'm talking about saving and investing. Your income is obviously a very integral part of your personal finance journey. And so it totally makes sense that people will reach out and ask me about how they can improve their income or find a career that they like. And frankly, I'm not an expert. A lot of my career success has been, as I'll explain to Eliana in our conversation today, it's been kind of a fluke. It's been a little bit random and the result of me making decisions that I just feel right about in the moment, but may not actually have been driven by any strategy. And looking back on the path that I've taken, I can see how I've ended up here, but I definitely had no idea that I was gonna end up here and there there was no long-term strategy or goal, which is why I really wanted to interview Eliana today for the show because I knew that she would have tactics and strategies that are probably a little bit more replicable and a little bit more reliable than some of the anecdotes that I can share with you, so. I'm living up my outsourcing commitment by bringing her on, and I'm going to let her tell you all about how she ended up a career coach, and we're going to talk a little bit about how you can start down the path of finding a well-paying career that you love, and not just that, but I hope you listen to the end of the episode because She's going to tell you about a little free masterclass that she's agreed to do for Money with Katie readers. So listen to the end for the details on the masterclass, but that'll be an opportunity for you to join a call with her, with a bunch of us. I'll be there too. And she is going to take us through her framework for finding a well-paying career that you love. So don't miss that. And without further ado, here is Eliana Goldstein. All right, y'all, I've got Eliana Goldstein with me today. Super, super excited about this because I frequently get asked questions about, you know, how do I make more money? I don't like my job. I want to change jobs, X, Y, Z. And I always feel very under-equipped to answer questions like that because I feel like my career path has been a whole lot of trial and error, guess and check, stumbling into things that worked and praying that it panned out for me. So Eliana, my first question for you, how does one become a career coach? Like talk to me about why you did. 
Yeah, let's definitely talk about that. Um, well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I, like probably all the listeners here, have been following for a while and I love, love, love what you're doing and anything around empowering millennials and women with money is like very near and dear to my heart. Um, so how does one become a career coach? So I'll kind of give a little background and share my story. I'm sure it will probably resonate with a lot of people out there. Um, so prior to coaching, I was working in the corporate world, you know, the nine to five for almost 10 years. Um, I was really fortunate, got a job really quickly out of college and kind of had the typical like climbing the career ladder and started off as a marketing coordinator or moved to an account manager position, moved into sales as an account executive, grew and grew and was kind of having all the quote unquote success that I had desired for myself and was making really good money from a young age. However, I felt really disconnected from what I was doing. I was really unhappy, had like massive Sunday scaries, but like beyond the Sunday scaries where it was kind of following me throughout the week. And I was just always, always feeling really, really anxious. But I really thought that it was normal because we're kind of just taught, oh, you go to your job and you do it and you suck it up, right? So I thought that having that really deep-seated anxiety and discomfort in my career was normal. So I pushed through for a really, really long time until I kind of just reached almost like a breaking point where I was just like, I cannot keep doing this. And I just couldn't envision myself for another five, 10 years doing the same thing. And I was like, something's got to give, something's got to change. And I made a number of like pivots. I moved to a different company. I switched industries. I went back to the startup world. And I always kind of like very easily was able to get new jobs and make these changes. But with these changes, nothing was really actually changing internally. I still felt really, really, really unhappy. And I realized that like everything that I had been doing wasn't really fixing like the deeper problem. I was addressing the symptoms and I decided like, I got to kind of take control back. And I had never like really been into the world of personal and professional development. I was always like a yes person. Like if someone shares something with me, I'll go for it. I'll try it out. Um, but my friend had recommended this like very intensive kind of 30 hour seminar to me. It was like three days long. And she was like, try this out. I've heard really great things about it. Like it's very kind of personal development focused. So I did that. And that was kind of my first foray into that kind of like self-development world. And it was a turning point for me because I realized that I just, I had so much more control over my career than I was giving myself credit for. And I was just kind of following this path thinking that was the only thing I could do. Right. And so that kind of turned me onto this world of personal development. And I really kind of just started going into like talking to people and really discovering like, what do I love? What am I good at? And kind of doing really, really deep introspection that I had never really done before. And through a lot of that and networking with people, I discovered the world of coaching and just realized it hit on so much of what I loved and what I was really good at. And I just decided, you know what, I'm going for this. So while I was still working, I went to become a certified professional coach and started building out my business as a side hustle while I was still working, you know, like squirreling away my money, saving. Like I had always been someone that was very focused on saving and investing and doing that really kind of set me up to be able to then later, you know, dive into my business full time. So once my business reached a point that I felt confident, I went full time and I've been doing this for over two years now, or I'm just about at the two year mark. So it's been wonderful. And, and I love every second of it. It's I'm so, 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 so much happier and really like fulfilled by the work that I'm doing. So that's kind of like how my path to becoming a career coach started. <laughs> it's so interesting too, because there was a lot to unpack there that I, I was making those little mental, like, <laughs> let me like tack this one to the wall so I don't forget yeah. about it. 
two big things that I want to reiterate for people listening, uh, because I think that somebody that clicks on this episode is probably either interested in making a change or maybe in a process of transition right now, a season of transition. And I love that you highlighted that you were actively saving and investing, squirreling away your money while you were working and figuring it out, because that ended up giving you some level of freedom and autonomy when it was time to kind of spread your wings and fly. Exactly. So I think that is really crucial to underscore. Something else that you mentioned though is deep introspection. And I don't want to get us on too much of a tangent, but I also want to kind of put a pin in that one to come back to, because I think there is so much of this that we sometimes I think look for people to give us the playbook or just give us the answers. Hey, follow steps one through seven, you know, Pasco collect $200 and and live happily ever after. Mm -hmm. But I think that introspection piece really highlights the value of working with somebody who can help you ask yourself the hard questions and then hold you accountable to actioning on them. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's so important because, and, and the reason why I think so many people end up being really unhappy in their careers is because they don't stop to take the time to do introspection. And they just kind of do what I was originally doing, which is like making these little jumps and pivots thinking, oh, a change of scenery is going to fix it all for me. But if you don't know what you're trying to change or why you're trying to change it, you're not really going to find a solution. So it's so important to really be mindful and conscientious about the decisions that you're making to really see like, is this just going to be a quick fix? And I'm going to find myself in the exact same place in a year from now. Or do I really feel like this is the right step for me, which is exactly like you're saying what I focus on a lot with my clients. Let's dig deeper there. Why do you think so many millennials in particular are unhappy in their careers? So a lot of it is what we were just kind of discussing. I think that, you know, we go to college, we choose a major. And first of all, we feel all this insane pressure to pick a major. And I hear people all the time reaching out to me, my major was marketing. And now I feel like that's what I have to do because that's what I'm trained in. Can I make a change? And is it okay for me to continue pursuing this field? Like we feel like we get pigeonholed so immediately. And it's, you know, I'm sure like we're thinking about it, like, you're a year out of school. You're not pigeonholed at all. You have so much freedom, but I don't think we think about it that way. We kind of feel like forced into these paths. And then we end up just like kind of continuing to pursue them because we think it's what we have to do, but it really isn't the right fit for us. So I think it's a lot of that. I think it's a lot of what we're discussing in terms of really not doing the work to figure out what do I really love? Where am I engaged? What, like, what is my zone of genius? All these different things, because we don't first, we are never really taught how, right? Like we're taught, take a career aptitude test and like all these things that don't really, again, fix the deeper problem. So we're not given the skill set and the tools to really dive into what is it that I really enjoy for myself. Um, and then another big thing, and I, I talk about this in a lot of places, but we're kind of taught this, this this idea about chasing your passions, right? Like how often do we hear chase your passions and you'll be so happy in your life. And I always say that while chase passions do play a part, it's only one piece of the bigger career fulfillment puzzle. And there's a lot of issues when it comes to chasing your passions, because we do it blindly without thinking about all the other factors that go into career success. And then we oftentimes chase those passions and find ourselves deeply unhappy. So I think it's a lot of the mix of that. And then I would say too, you know, talking about millennials, 
Gen Z, you know, everything social media, we live in this comparison trap. So we always see these other people who seem like they have it all together and they're loving their careers and everything's so great for them. And no matter what, like we always feel inferior because of that. And we're kind of chasing something that doesn't really exist. So I think it's like a combination of all those different factors out there. Sounds like a perfect storm. Yep, exactly. It also sounds like when I think about my own career and you're mentioning, I've never thought about the pigeonholed thing in that way. And I think interestingly, I studied public relations in college and I really only did so because I wanted to write and was told at an early career event, oh, if you want to be a writer, but you want to make money, you need to go into PR. So I very blindly followed that path at 18, Mm. not really caring either, which sounds terrible to say, but a career and actual work seemed so far away at that time that freshman in college, I didn't care about the career. I just knew I had to declare something and ended up the path that I ended up following that put me where I am now was very much kind of pivoting at every turn, even from the first job. Like I had a career um, internship in communications at a company and then went back for a post-grad internship with that same company and just so happened to hear at the end of the comms internship, hey, marketing pays better. And I was like, oh, well, then I'm going to go do that instead. So I applied for marketing internships and because I had already worked there for you know a semester, they trusted me and said, all right, yeah. fine, go do marketing. And then within marketing, ended up after a couple of years getting funneled onto a user experience team, which is not really about marketing at all. It's kind of a completely different discipline, but I just was fortunate that the company that I worked for had user experience within a marketing department. Right. And user experience pays a lot better and ended up being a better fit for me. But all of those things happened just kind of by dumb luck. And that's where it feels a little bit scary to leave your career to chance, because if any one of those things wouldn't have happened, I'd be in a very different scenario right now. So when we think about picking a career, pursuing a career and really going all in, one thing that became very apparent to me early on is that you typically have a choice to make. And it's that distinction between, do I want to do something that I like, or do I want to make a lot of money? So can you walk me through how we should be thinking about that trade-off between a fulfilling career and making good income? Yeah. Well, this is going to be the coach in me, right? Like kind of like the life coach in me talking about this because I think first and foremost, like I'm also a really big believer that your mindsets and the beliefs that you hold on to in your career become a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like we've all dealt with lack of confidence and imposter syndrome, and we have these thoughts and beliefs and like, oh my God, ironically, they just keep like, I believe this thing about myself and it keeps happening. How crazy that that keeps happening, right? But I'm, and so as I'm saying, if you, I believe if you have the thought and the belief, it kind of keeps recurring for yourself. So if you are telling yourself over and over and over again, that there is a massive trade-off, I can either choose the career that I love, or I can make good money. What's going to happen. You're going to be faced with that choice. But if you start telling yourself 
you know what, maybe I can find something where I'm making really good money and I actually enjoy it. Like maybe that's a possibility and a belief for me and like really start creating a vision around that and opening, opening that up as a possibility for yourself. You're going to find that there actually are ways to make it happen, right? And I'm not saying it's going to be easy and it's just going to pop out of nowhere, right? Like there's, you got to get creative, absolutely. But first and foremost, you need to believe that it's possible for yourself to actually make it a possibility. So I would say that is like the number one thing first and foremost. So that's the first thing we, that we want to think about. And then I think it really is like, it's getting creative. It's kind of visioning a lot of like really creating that vision around where you want to be. So thinking to yourself, is it that I have this fulfilling career? Maybe it doesn't pay me well, but maybe there is a side hustle that I can build with it. And again, like, and I'm sure you talk about it. This doesn't mean that tomorrow you're going to be making a ton of money, right? Like there, there, anybody that tells you that there's this quick fix that you're going to be making multiple six figures and you're going to be happy tomorrow. It's, it's just not true. And if that's what you're looking for in a coach, like, then I'll say, you know what, I'm, I'm not that like quick fix coach, right? Like, and I don't believe in that. But I do believe that if you're willing to get creative and really push yourself, that there are always ways to make it happen. So I think it's creating that vision. What does it look like? Is it, first of all, maybe there is a career that pays better, right? Like, let me identify my skill set. Let me think about my areas of engagement. You know, let me really understand, like, what is like my special unique superpower? And is there potentially a career path that leverages that skill set that is more lucrative? Like a lot of the times you're just not aware of what those possibilities are because you haven't really like expanded and really thought through all of that, right? So it's about being intentional, being introspective, really thinking through all of that. And then if you say, listen, like I'm destined for a career, I this is what I love, but I just know that there's absolutely no way for me to, you know, make this a really lucrative career, then you start thinking outside of the box. Is there some type of side hustle that I can create with this, right? Let me start talking to people in this field who seem to have been pretty successful that seem to be, you know, doing really well. And let me see what they've been doing, right? Like there's always somewhat of a blueprint out there and there's always resources that you can, you know, lean into to figure out a way to make it happen. But a lot of the times because we kind of want that quick fix, we don't look for the blueprint. So it really is like creating that possibility and belief for yourself, creating a vision around it, talking to resources and people who have kind of done it for themselves already, and really like thinking maybe there is a career path I haven't been thinking about that is more lucrative. And I just, you know, haven't really expanded my horizon in that way. I love that. I saw something yesterday that this just reminded me of where this girl named Kendall, she ended up getting an RV with her uh, husband and they outfitted it, totally tricked it out. They're going to travel the country and they both work fully remotely. And she is a mindset coach. And she says that she talks to people all the time who say, oh, that's so lucky for you. It's so lucky for you that you can do that, but I could never do that. So when we talk about this belief and this self-fulfilling prophecy, something that she had said that kind of stuck with me, feels very coalesces with this, is it's not that you're going to make that decision tomorrow. It's not you're going to quit your job right now and go change your entire life. But there's a difference between saying, if I can't do it all at once, I'm not going to do it at all. And let me actually map out the baby steps to get there because each step is a step closer toward that thing. And I think hilariously, one of the questions that I get fairly frequently from people who are also interested in blogging and maybe doing something similar to what I'm doing with money with Katie 
one of the very common questions, and I don't, I don't fault anybody for asking this at all, because I would be asking it too, especially since the entire ethos of the brand is about money, but they'll say, how long did it take you to monetize? How quickly were you able to start making money with it? And I always caution people with taking that approach because I think when you go into it with the intention immediately of how do I make money as quickly as possible, it's probably going to entice you to take some shortcuts that you really don't want to be taking. It would have been far easier for me to begin monetizing sooner with questionable partnerships or maybe questionable practices that would have technically allowed me to make more money faster, but in the grand scheme of things would have ultimately stunted the growth of the brand and probably made it less likely to have the success that it's had. So I think that there is a lot of power and wisdom in a long-term outlook and finding something that to your point about the maybe balance of passion and this, you know, this larger career map that you've referenced. It's not just about passion, but finding something that you are going to want to do and that you excel at, even if potentially the money is not something that comes immediately, which is, I, I have found the case with most side hustles. So when we talk about kind of starting down this path, looking at this broader career map. How can somebody who might be listening to this right now and thinking, okay, I'm sold. I do want to make a change. I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to take the time to do the work. How can someone begin that path toward finding a career that checks those boxes for them? Yeah. Yeah. It's a great question. And also, I love what you're talking about before. Like what you were really describing is all about detaching from the outcome. And I always find that like the more you attach to an outcome, the more that outcome just goes further and further away. And it really is just about like kind of being in the present moment and seeing where it's taking you as opposed to just being so, 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 so focused on that outcome. Um, But love that. So what are steps that we can take? So there are kind of like five things that I like to focus on when it comes to really kind of the full, like I was saying, career fulfillment puzzle before. First and foremost, it's your values. So we are told to stuff down our throats, passions, passions, passions. And as I said before, it plays a part. But what I think is one of the most important kind of parts of career fulfillment is really finding work, companies, industries, whatever it might be that align with your values. And the problem is that most people, like if I say, you know, to a lot of people, what are your top three to five values? They're like, mm, I don't really know, right? Like we don't really have that kind of value-driven approach to our work and to our life. And it really is like fundamental and feeling happy and successful. Because if you think about it, if one of your most important values at work is creativity, but you're working in a place that's totally stagnating your creativity and you have no ability to kind of really think outside the box and brainstorm all these things that you love, you're going to be miserable, right? Or if you're someone that really values collaboration and you're working incredibly autonomously, you're going to be really, really unhappy. So you have to first and foremost really understand what are my values and then how do I find a place of work, a company that aligns with those values and how do I lead and you know let my manager know this these are what my values are and really making sure that like they can show up where I'm working those are kind of like the fundamental aspects of that that feeling of fulfillment 
Another big thing are your areas of engagement. So I think of these, like a lot of times people say, what are my transferable skills? What are my transferable skills? So I always give an example like of a client that I had who was in graphic design and she wanted to make a pivot, but she really didn't know what she wanted to do. And she felt very pigeonholed into kind of like this creative field. And we started exploring, okay, what are the aspects of your job that you really enjoy most? Like where do you really thrive? What do you get excited about doing on a daily basis? And she would kind of work with a lot of seasonal employees, like they would hire them on a yearly basis. And she was the one doing all the onboarding and all the training. And she would do, you know, a lot of like recruitment for these seasonal employees. And we were diving into all this and we're like, wow, it kind of sounds like where you really thrive the most is in this like HR capacity, right? So even though she was working in trans in, in graphic design, she had all these transferable skills through being able to uncover her areas of engagement. So through looking for your areas of engagement is really, really important. There are a couple other things too, like your zone of genius. That is like kind of like where you tap into what is like your unique superpower, where you're really good at it. You're making an impact while you're doing that. And that is something that like, it's almost like we have to dive a little bit deeper to really figure out what is your zone of genius and like working with individuals, like not necessarily one-on-one, -on -one, but there's like a whole series of like different prompts and questions that we go through, but identifying that is really helpful. Also looking into your states of flow is really helpful as well. So I define states of flow as like, where do I get totally lost in what I'm doing, where I look at the clock and it's been two hours and it's like, whoo, how was that two hours already? Right. So like, where is that coming up for me at work? And then how do I figure out how I can do more of that? So those are like some of the areas that I like to start in terms of like really trying to think about, let me pull all this out, almost like playing detective. And then let me try to apply this to my career going forward. I'm amazed. And I <laughs> wish I would have had somebody like you a few years ago. So I'm excited to tell everybody that next Wednesday, December 8th, so if you're listening to this on the day it drops, December 1st, this is a week away, and I'm sure some of you will listen to this in the following days, but next Wednesday, December 8th, year 2021, Eliana is going to host a free masterclass for Money with Katie readers. It's going to be at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So I'll let you do the time zone math depending on where you live. I'm going to link the registration page for the masterclass in the show notes for this episode. I'll also put it in my Instagram profile link. So if for some reason you can't find the show notes, just head over to the link in my Instagram profile and there will be a button that says Eliana Career Coach. And if you click on it, you will be able to sign up for this free masterclass. Eliana, before we go, can you give everybody an idea of what we're going to be talking about in this masterclass? Yes. This masterclass is literally called How to Find and Land a Well-Paid Career You Love, right? So it's kind of like summer. I, I kind of keep it really black and white. No like fancy schmancy titles here. Um, so it really is just talking about how you kind of find that path to career fulfillment and figure out what the right career path is for you and apply a strategy to do it. So I'm going to walk you guys through like my four part, what I call the career upgrade framework and kind of like walk you guys through what each of those steps are. It's going to be really fun. We'll do a live Q and A at the end to answer any specific questions that you guys have about where you are in your career. Um, and I, I love leading masterclasses. I love leading new people, meeting new people. So would love to see you guys there. I, when I say I am so excited, I am pooping my pants. Like, I actually think this is going to be so great. So you can find Eliana during this masterclass. Uh, I'm going to figure out a way that we can, you know, 
we can maybe do this again or record it. Or for those yeah. of you that maybe can't make it live, you can still sign up and we'll send you a recording. I want everybody to be able to take advantage of this free resource that she's providing so graciously for us. Other than that masterclass on, let me repeat the date, December 8th, that's a Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time, and then every time zone in between. Do the math. Aside from that, where can people find you, Eliana? If somebody's fired up after listening to this and wants to go soak up more of your wisdom, where should they go? So you can find me on Instagram. It's Eliana underscore Goldstein. And also very Gen Zer of me. I have been really focused on TikTok as well. I knew Um, it. I knew you were going to say that. It's been really fun. Like I actually love like the digestible content there. So I do like a lot of videos on, you know, career growth and little tips and tricks there. So, and it's both places. It's just my name, Eliana underscore Goldstein. So come connect with me. And like I said, I'd love to meet you guys. So excited. All right, y'all don't sleep on this opportunity. If you've ever DM'd me asking anything about your job, your career, your income, salary negotiation, Eliana is your girl. And I am so freaking pumped to host this little masterclass together next Wednesday. And we know I got to make my usual plea to the people. If you listen to this podcast on iTunes, I guess it would technically be Apple Podcasts. I'm still living in 2008 with my iTunes and my Kelly Clarkson downloads for 99 cents a song. But if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please if you're feeling karmically blessed today, leave a review, even if it's just a, you know, just a little five-star rating. That would be great. It really helps the growth of the show. And regardless of whether you're listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe and turn notifications on so that every Wednesday when a new show drops, you will be the first to know. It'll push it right to your home screen. All right. Beautiful, my friends. I'll see you next Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening and have a wonderful day rich, abundant day.